0: Thank you, Greg, for that prelude to the sermon. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's one of those passages like John 3.16 or the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or Easter, where we think, well, we know what the preacher's going to say. This is a good time for a nap. (laughs) And that won't offend me if you want to take a little rest. But this morning, I'm hoping we can throw that passage, those words, that challenge, against the backdrop of our life context and the context of the Bible as a whole and the Gospel of John as a whole. Let us pray to that end. Dear God, we thank You for this day. We thank You for the music, the children, the readings, the gathering that has brought us to this point, And for the worship that we have been offered through these gifts. We pray now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts might be useful to us, might lift us up, and be life-giving. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Have any of you ever felt lonely? Do parts of your lives feel lonely right now? I remember when I was serving my first church in Melvin, Alabama, in Choctaw County, about 100 miles north of Mobile. There was one time I was going to attend a funeral, and as I was driving down the road between Melvin and Gilbert Town, I was listening to the Bach double violin concerto concerto, in I think D major, if I'm not mistaken. And I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody else in Choctaw County even knows who Johann Sebastian Bach is. (laughs) It's easy to feel lonely in our values, our faith, our belief, our lifestyle, Frederick Biegner said you can be lonely with your oldest friends or your family, even with the person you love most in the world. To be lonely is to be aware of an emptiness that takes more than people to fill it is to sense that something is missing which you cannot name. Perhaps no one has expressed the poignance of loneliness when it is painful than Thomas Wolfe in the prologue to his novel, his first novel, Look Homeward, Angel. He says, which of asks which of us has known his brother? Which of us has looked into his father's heart? Which of us has not remained forever prison-pent? Which of us is not forever a stranger and alone? We seek the great forgotten language the lost lane end into heaven, a stone, a leaf, an unfound door. Where? When? But that's okay. Because we have become experts in our society Of pouring all kinds of addictive and anesthetizing stuff into our lives to hide and assuage our loneliness. We love power. And if we're powerful enough, we may feel like we can hide our loneliness. And we love privilege. This morning, when I looked into the mirror, I saw the epitome of privilege in America. I am a white male person. A little on the old side, so that may take a few points away, but I'm the epitome of white privilege. And we love to be privileged. We love to hide our loneliness beside, behind our privilege. And sometimes we like to hide our loneliness behind our possessiveness. We like to claim our lives, our families, our country, our church as belonging to us. Not God, but us. It's ours. It's mine. Like Gollum concerning the ring. It's mine. All mine. And so, in those ways, we can try to hide our loneliness. But we can come to the end of our lives as the sun begins to set on our days. And we may find ourselves asking, with Peggy Lee and her song, Is that all there is? Then comes Jesus. And though we might try to make Him a tool of our power and privilege and possessiveness, though we might try to use Him to bolster ourselves up and the idea that the church and the world and our family, our country, it's all mine, He has a way of breaking out of the box, does He not? He breaks out of the box and says, a new commandment I give you, Not just a renewed commandment, not just a refurbished commandment, not just one that's polished up. The word is kinos, a new kind of word. And as I have been present with you in your blindness, in your lameness, in your sinfulness, your outcast life, as I have been with you, as I have shown passion for you and your well-being when your feet are dirty or your life is dirty, as I have seen you, been perceptive of who you really are, even if you're Peter, denying my existence by a warm fire on a cold night, as they do me to death, as I have seen you in the garden three days, After I died and you thought I was a hard hand until I let you know that I saw you and called your name, Mary. As I have been with you in those ways, as I have loved you. So turn around and love one another. You see, those words can become stale by their familiarity. But they're words which answer Thomas Wolfe's question. Where, when is the great forgotten language, the lost lane end into heaven? As I have loved you. Love one another. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenging, it's a high calling to you and to me and to the church, the body of Christ on this earth. For it's an invitation, as Martin Luther said, for us to be little Christs to each other. To extend Christ to each other regardless of what our privilege or power or possession happens to be, but to embrace each other as the beautiful, wonderful children of God. We really are. Do you know the play, Our Town? Do they still read that as... Seniors in high school, I hope. No, they don't. Okay, well, shucks. Uh, You know, that's a shame. You ought to go back and read it or watch one of the movie versions. In that play, the three acts written by Thornton Wilder concerning Grover's Corners, New Hampshire, around the turn of the century, turn of the 19th to the 20th century, that is. And in the play, Emily Webb falls in love with and marries George Gibbs. And they have a wonderful budding romance. And they have a wonderful early marriage and marriage ceremony and so forth. And then Emily becomes pregnant. And then tragically, she dies in childbirth. But in the third act of the play, she goes back to earth. She's given one day to go back. And she finally chooses her 12th birthday. And during the day, she turns to her mother and she says, Mama, Mama, it goes by so fast. Mama, we're we're all together. Mama, let's look at one another. And then she turns to the stage manager, and she says, it goes by so fast. And she says goodbye to Grover's Corners, to Mama and Papa, goodbye to clocks ticking and Mama's sunflowers, and food, and coffee, and new iron dresses, and hot baths, and sleeping and waking up. Oh, Earth, you're too wonderful for anybody to realize you." And then she turns to the stage manager and she asks, do any human beings ever realize life while they live it? Every every minute? Maybe that's what Jesus was inviting us to do. To live life every, every minute by loving one another as we have been loved by God in the Christ. Let us pray. Dear God, You have been mother and father, brother and sister, friend, companion, healer, and teacher to us. Grant, we pray, that we might be to each other what You have been to us. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.